Hello and welcome to the Identity Podcast. It's so great to be here as always with my fellow and lovely co-host Tarek and I am Caleb, one of your co-hosts. We're here presented to you by Find Your ID NYC and we're here with a very exciting guest. I tell you, it's pretty cool and I've checked out this little thing that he's released into the world as well and that's pretty cool. But before we get to that, don't forget, we thank you so much for listening and watching the Identity Podcast every single week. We're so grateful for you. Of course, you can check us out every Wednesday when we upload the video recording every Wednesday at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time, and you can always catch us on all streaming platforms 24-7, 365 days a year on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast, you can find us there. And of course, if you want, want to sponsor us, you can. All you have to do is email us at press at findyouridnyc.com, the email down below, and you can email us there. Thank you, as always, for checking us out. We're so grateful for you. As we get into this episode, we titled it Community Building because it really has a lot to do with this app that this guy in our little room, our little hub. Little room. <laughs> Welcome to the Identity Podcast, George. It's so great to, ha- it's so great to have you. We're so grateful. Uh, you know, kind of tell us about uh, who you are and, and uh, what you do. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. It's a- Pleasure to be here. That was a great intro. You guys uh, cleared that a few times before. Really, really smooth. I love that. Um, this is my first time. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a pleasure to be here. And um, yeah, I mean, tell you a little bit about myself. I mean, where to begin? I could talk for, for hours. Uh, who can't talk for hours about themselves? Um, I'm 31 year old from Toronto. I'm the most generic uh, intro agent and location, but uh, from Toronto, uh, background, I'm, I'm Greek, both parents are of descent. My dad was an immigrant to Canada, uh, a young entrepreneur, uh, taught me the entrepreneurial spirit from a young age. After university, I kind of followed in his footsteps and uh, kind of got shadowed him and his, and his company and the family business and, and did that for about a decade before I got to now in uh, venturing off and do my own thing, which is a tech startup in the social media space that is cast, the sweet shirt that I'm wearing for anybody uh, watching the stream. But yeah, it's a little bit about me. I'm you know, a big traveler, big sports fan, and a uh, super, super passionate about business. And, I mean, all things business, but entrepreneurial-minded and all that stuff. And obviously, community building, which is what, what we're talking about. Hey, man. That's the, best, that's the best way to start. I mean, I want to delve into like kind of this early part. I mean, what was your grandfather like? You said grandfather, right? Father, father. Father, father. father. Okay. What was your father like? I mean, to start that off, like, uh, in what he, time period uh, is this? We're talking like so my my grand my, my grandfather my father came to Canada when he right. was seventeen so like the early seventies uh, both seventies uh, didn't speak a lick of English came to like a community college was not good at uh, not very uh, good in the education side and dropped out became a waiter slowly worked his way up making minimum wage and bought the restaurant and that was his first foray wow. into being a business owner. Fast forward to that, he ended up working for a cleaning company and that's what he's been doing for the past 40 years. So we have a, as a family, a commercial cleaning company and kind of where I um, earned my stripes in the business world, working various positions. But my dad's a um, very cool guy. Like for me, I was always intimidated by him growing up, even though he's like half my size. Um, I was all, he was always like a very, very firm, but fair, but very stern growing up, which is now okay. super great before it taught me a lot. But um yeah, he's like my honestly my hero. Not to sound cliche, my mom as well, but my dad is like I am like my my father's son. I I'm exactly right. like him. The good qualities and the bad. Try to try to learn from his mistakes a little bit and, and right. evolve. But he's uh, I've been very very blessed and fortunate that he's uh, him and my mom give me every opportunity in life to just succeed and chase my passions and do what I want that makes me happy. Not not follow, um, not just do a job that I have to do or do something I don't want to do. 
even going back to the part about the family business, I recently actually resigned to f- fully pursue cast, which was hard because growing up, yeah. like I was his protege. I was like, I have two siblings, but I was the oldest. I was supposed to take over the family business, all these things. Super daunting, exciting for me, but also very scary to kind of take those reins. But he saw, not even he saw in me now that I wanted to kind of pursue something bigger with, with cast and, and had, had a bigger dream for what I wanted to do with my life and, you know, still supported me. Tough to see me go. Obviously, he wants me to carry on the legacy with my family, but yeah, he's an awesome guy. I mean, I kind of, in a nutshell, um, great guy, super big heart, um, but very, very firm, like taught me uh, how to be firm but fair growing up. Yeah, that's that sounds a lot. Like I, the reason why I ask is because um, I think a lot of times we are, we have to have the right mentors and the right environments for us to kind of grow into this amazing thing. And I think that just the phenomenal things that you've done so far, I mean, just being in a different country seems like a lot daunting. You know, I don't know where originally, where what, what was going on in his life for him to be like, hey, like at 17, I'm going to jump out, you know? Yeah. He had to be tough as nails to even start that process. And I do for anybody that's kind of interested in not necessarily travel, but getting out of that comfort zone, taking those risks. I mean, it's so helpful. Who knows generationally what it'll do, you know, just being a risk taker. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kind of, kind of on that same thing I was going to say. So he comes from a small town. I'm actually going to Greece in in about a week's time. So Uh, maybe when this releases, I'll probably be there, but yeah, I'm actually haven't been in a couple of years now. So I'm going down with my girlfriend, but he's from a small town in the South. It's like, 500 people maximum so the opposite of toronto um and he said like he's like I, I he wanted to leave to have a better life he you know dreamed of that western uh you know american dream kind of thing so to speak and and that's what led him here but i couldn't i can't even pretend to know what that's like to go to a foreign country not speak the language have to work and earn everything like i like i said i'm very very grateful for the life i've been given uh not given but you know earned but also been given by my parents that i'll never have to do that but one thing that I always felt like to your point about travel that I always felt was lacking a bit is I never, I traveled, I've traveled, but I've never really put myself out there in the, in, a, in the world by myself. Um, mm. And we're talking about off camera, but a little bit of spirituality and, and learning and, and evolving. Yeah. Yeah. I never got to experience that. Thankfully, hopefully never have to go, you know, venture from, fend for myself in a new country, right, right. but it was missing in my life. So I actually did a trip. I went backpacking for uh, some time off work to do a sabbatical and went to some pretty, pretty cool places where I was kind of the odd one out stuck out like a sore thumb, but had to kind of fend for myself and kind of dig, dive deeper in and understand who I am and all that. And a uh, really opening trip and, and has helped me grow as a human for the last, last couple of years and realize that the world's a lot bigger than, than each and every one of us. Wow. I definitely want to revisit that one, man. That sounds, <laughs> that's really right up our alley. I mean, I don't know how many mountains you climbed, but it sounds like you got some stuff out of that. Was yeah, that, absolutely. You, you finished the app and everything? I just so want to no, get the timeline straight for sure, sure. So, Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the, I'll give a quick timeline. I don't want to talk about my childhood too much. I can, but I don't, no, I don't can, can. Um, when I finished university, I went straight into the family business. As I said, you know, my father was my mentor. I wanted to work for, um, take over the company. Right. Mm-hmm. I, uh, it was about 2012 when I graduated, I went straight into it, uh, thrust into it. Didn't do that backpacking trip that most graduates do. I just kind mm-hmm. of wanted to work. I, I knew what I wanted to do. In about 2016, 2017, I started to get, I was at this crossroads. I did I felt like I wasn't like fulfilling a bigger purpose. I mm, felt like, yeah. hey, don't get me wrong. Everyone wants to, success, but success is different to everybody. I always thought when I was young, success is having a big company and, you know, being able to live comfortably and maybe some material goods and vacations. I started to realize like, I don't really care about that stuff. I realized that, wow. you know, it's, it's fleeting. It's not, it, don't yeah. get me wrong. It's fun to go on nice trips. No, no, I mean, yeah, don't deny it. I'm, I'm happy yeah. you come to this 
this space. Oh, absolutely. Caleb knows what we revisit on this this show all the time is amazing. And I'm, I'm, I want to just implore you too, like, I I really appreciate that you see that the privilege that you come from. And I, oh, I appreciate you acknowledging yeah. that for our guests. But kind of what I, um, for our last um, episode, but I was kind of explaining, and it's kind of like this weird thing that's been kind of going on, with especially with critical race theory and everything that's been going on, but not to delve too much into that. Sure. It's something about the the resources that we have that we use to become what we were. And the funny part about, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but just about what you said, oh. you're like, yeah, I mean, success is this. My dad, I, I see it, that's success, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's what I wanna do, you know? And that doesn't negate what he found as success, but it's funny that people do come on our show and they're just like, yo, you know, how can I make money? Or how can I make an app like George, you know? And it's like, they're kind of missing the successful yeah. part of this aspect. So I just wanted to say that like, even if you are born with this privilege and resources, sometimes God has a much different purpose for you or whatever you may Absolutely. deal with. The universe has a bigger purpose for you. That may not Absolutely. be at all. Yeah. And one thing, you know, like I, I you know, it's funny you say that, that like I lean into it and I never was, I wasn't always like that. I was actually kind of apologetic. I was in this chip on my shoulder and mm. I actually didn't realize it till after this trip where I went abroad that I realized that I kind of had this like chip where like, mm. I knew my dad was this big, powerful business guy and I had to be like him. So I always kind of felt maybe subconscious that I was in his shadow. Didn't realize I didn't own it. Cause obviously I also had an right. ego. We'll get to that later, but um, <laughs> yeah. So I felt like, you know, I had to chase this thing and be like him to make this name for myself. And then, I was getting burnt out. It was exhausting. I was like, I don't like this stuff. I don't care what car I drive. Like, I drove a fucking smart car. Oh, part, sorry, part of my language. Um, I drove a, a smart, <laughs> uh, like a smart car for like four or five years. Like, I'm like, I'm, this is get me to A to A to B. But uh, anyways, the point where I was going to is that I just realized, you know, I started to realize like this is not what I dream of success. Like, yeah, it's nice to be comfortable. But success to me is having like peace of mind, being able to just like be comfortable where you don't have, you know, maybe you don't have to work, but it doesn't mean like you know you're mm -hmm. living in a mansion in Beverly Hills just means that you can afford to kind of like move slower and stuff and not have to chase the rat race and, and all that you're you know you can live within your means so anyways where I was going with that is that it kind of hit me like I was I didn't realize this till after my trip but it was like late 2016 I was like man I'm burnt out like this is not I can't be working every day I'm not someone who works 80 hours a week and wears a suit to the bar and brags that he worked 80 hours a week like I don't care about this lifestyle um so I just said, you know what? My parents were, uh, were taking my, me and my siblings on a family winter trip, which we would, we would get to do. Um, my sister wanted to go to Africa. It was like her dream as a kid. So she wanted to go to Tanzania and South Africa. And uh, I was like, cool, let's do that. Then she said, you know, why don't she said to me, why don't we go backpacking a little bit? Spend a, a couple more weeks when our parents leave, we'll go see some other parts of Africa. I was like, sure. And then again, I was at like a crossroads. I started to say, I'm a little bit burnt out, a little bit like over this thing. I'm like, maybe I'll just take a little bit more extended time for myself. It was supposed to be through three months. My dad's like, okay, you know, you can go for three months, go clear your head. I ended up staying away for 13 months. Uh, and it went to like almost- You ran away from your dad, bro? <laughs> no. <laughs> Honestly, the craziest part is that like, he was so against it. But after once I kind of got started, he was like my biggest support. He'd call me every day, wow. like tell me a story. And he like, you know, it got, it did two things. Like, again, I was gone for a over a year and I went to like half, half of the world I visited. But- it did two things. It taught me number one, like not on the full scale of what he had to do to give us this opportunity, like go to a new country to chase a bigger opportunity. I didn't have to do that, but it made me realize, holy, like this is daunting just for being alone in a country for a month. Like my dad did this for for his life, like left his family behind. I can't even imagine that. So it gave me a little more perspective of how grateful I should or how grateful I was to be in the position I was in. And it also just taught me to really self-reflect. I was backpacking alone for half this time. So when you're by yourself with your thoughts in a foreign country, you really start to 
build some more self-awareness and understand who you really are, not who you think people see you as, what mm-hmm. people really see you as. And that kind of that 2017 to 2018, that year I was away, I think changed my perspective. Number one on like what I value, which we just talked about, but also helped me understand some more self-awareness and how to actually grow, like <laughs> how to actually grow and, uh, and just like, you know, learn slowly and incrementally and all those sorts of things. So it's a pretty, uh, yeah, pretty crazy time. And then that, the, the app is a bit of a gap there and it leads to the app, but yeah, the app didn't start till about a year ago. So there's a lot of growth in between then and now to be able to be in a position where I could kind of take on this massive challenge and try to fix social media and, and run a company of my own and all that sort of thing. But yeah, I mean, I, we can do that transition right now. I mean, Caleb, do you have any questions about some of that stuff or? Yeah, I, I actually do have something to talk about real quick. What I'm really getting from this show thus far and from what you're describing is, is really just this big way of defining success without necessarily pinpointing that finding of success, if that makes any sense. And, yeah. and, and I, I must say, like, I think that's a really good thing to have and to possess. So I applaud you for that. Um, especially even just being what you said, 31, like that's, that's still like to know that kind of pathway is still really good. And to know that you've had it for a bit is also really good. I think a big thing here is a reminder for our listeners and our viewers is like, okay, success, we have to realize success can mean whatever we as individuals think it means, right? We are not necessarily going to be like, um, success as in, um, you know, hey, I'm a millionaire and you're a trillionaire or anything like that. Success can can mean a variety of different things, but it's what it means for us that's really important, right? I had a great conversation with someone the other day about success, and it basically had a lot to do with like, hey, I think I'm successful. And granted, I may not be rich, but I think I'm successful in my own way. And that's super important, right? So where you are today, you may not feel like you're successful with your app, which we're about to get to in a minute, but to others, you may seem successful or you may seem successful to yourself as well. You know, I, I think there's a level, sorry, I'm going on a little tangent, but no, I think there's well, a level of success to we as humans need to recognize there are different levels of success, Right. There are the levels of success where we are comfortable and we are happy with what we do. There are levels of success where we have, you know, a lot of money, maybe a lot of things in our pocket, whatever it may be, that is in our corner, which can also be a really good thing. And, you know, sometimes there are levels of success that are even higher than that or way down at the bottom. And there are people, I know several people, people that I'm related to even, that are completely fine and feel successful just by what they do each and every day. Right. And that's so important. You know, right here, Tark and I, I feel successful just being able to do the show. Right. Yeah. I would love to, to get super big and all that stuff. But at the same time, it's like, I'm here, I'm doing what I love. I'm with the people that I love and that's what matters. Right. Absolutely. And and yeah. And and so just again, to clarify, I I just feel like with what you are describing, there's a big thing of success. And I, it sounds like from growing up, and everything like your your family really allowed you to kind of have this understanding and i think that's awesome because i feel like i haven't really understood that and until the past two or three years and that you've been able to really grow with this and see success you know firsthand but also recognize like 
that maybe isn't necessarily what I want and do something different. But uh, I guess to get to my question, um, with, with success, where do you see yourself, um, you know, today, right now, do you feel that you are at a point where like, hey, I can consider my successful without necessarily saying I've got X amount of money in the bank or anything like that? Yeah, honestly, like a great point there. I actually really love what you, where you went with that because it's, it's different for everybody, right? But asking me, do I feel successful today? I, to your to that point, like success is different things to different people. But even to me, it, it's, it's a multitude of things. Not yeah. to overcomplicate it, but, you know, there's success from like a personal perspective. Like I look at it in three kind of pillars, right? There's like personal, professional, and then I guess family to me is also important. Like there's the three things I look at. From a personal level, um, you know, I – honestly i am so grateful for everything i've been able to do even that year abroad like i was backpacking through like india you know staying in hostels i got to do all these crazy things climb mount kilimanjaro i went you know bungee jumping in, in new zealand i got to do holy while i was in india I did you know i, I kind of did a little bit of everything from a personal level i've been fortunate to do so, see and do so many things that i would feel successful because like i'm happy and i'm content with everything that i've done yeah, sure i want to do more sure i want to climb everest or whatever but you know, I'm content. Like if, if tomorrow someone said you can't go and travel ever again, you can't, you know, go on in any, do anything more, anything else. Like I, nothing else would be given to me. They can't take away what I have. And I'm perfectly happy with everything I've done. Sure. Everyone should want more, but you need to be happy with the things that you have right now, or you won't be happier with more. Now that being said, from a professional standpoint, I do feel like I've achieved success relative to where I am in my age. Like, you know, been, I was actually running the family corporation for a couple of years before I decided to, to leave to do this. But I, that I feel like I want to do more, not from a, be more successful from a monetary standpoint, be more successful from like a um, driving positive change to the world standpoint. So bring something that has outsized gains for not just myself, for everybody. You know, I could keep working in what I was doing and I'm sure I would have lived the, you know, knock on wood, a comfortable life. But I want to do something that brings value and, and enjoyment and happiness to, to more people than just myself and those around me. Like something that they can change the world. A lot of people want to do that. And then obviously the third is from a family perspective. I'm not at that position yet where I have a family, but success to me is giving my future family at, at the minimum what my family gave me. Because uh, like my parents, had the, you know, very fortunate, drive me to school every, you know, they drove me to school, you know, when I, when I was old enough and I had my license, they made me drive my siblings to school, but I still got to do all these things and they were always there, supported us, let us chase our dreams. So I got to be able to do that. So there's still stuff that I haven't achieved yet in that regard. Mm -hmm. like, I feel like a success so far, but there's a lot more ahead to keep going and make sure, but it's all driven and motivated by different things. Yeah. Well, to, to end that statement, and sorry to interrupt, Tark. Um, to, end, to end that statement too, you know, success goes, you know, hand in hand with identity, right? You know, our podcast is, is very much, you know, we're all about identity and discovering others and, and realizing that, you know, creating this podcast allowed Tark and myself to realize like identity is one of the most fluid terms in the dictionary, right? In existence is a term that Tark has a definition. You, George, have a definition. I have de a definition of all of identity and it's all different. But that is what's so powerful about it at the same time. Right. And that's what's beautiful about it. So your definition of, of success will differ from ours just as much as your definition of identity is going to differ. And that's why I feel like the two kind of go hand in hand with each other, because they're allowing us to realize, like, this is who I am. This is what I identify as. This is what I do. This is who what I believe in all this stuff. And then this is what I believe in success. This is why I think I may be successful or why, I, why I'm not. <laughs> excuse me or anything like that but tar go ahead 
Yeah, I mean, just just to that line, I do think that, you know, our identity, it's kind of like this container of all of these other things that we've come. Our family, our experiences, our goals, things that we haven't achieved, things that we tried and didn't work. It's just like that all comes to terms with it. But then again, like you said, then there's that self-perception of what it is. And I, I mean, that's why we have George on now, so we can kind of let people know, like, his background may be a little different, but he still goes through the same things you're going through on, the day, uh, on a daily basis. But his difference is that he's chosen to um, create success in different ways. And I think that sometimes it can be a bit of a privilege, but there's part of that that's you, that you have to give some acknowledgement to, because some people are born with silver spoons and don't really do that well. You know, some people were born with less and do really, really well. So there's no real um, success to it. Um, I do sometimes feel that, and you did kind of touch on this a little bit, and then I'll bring it full circle into the idea of our community, that in your community, you had to fulfill a certain role. And it wasn't, un and by community, I mean family in this particular mm -hmm. circumstance. Um, in your community, in your family or community, you had to fulfill a certain role. I don't, I don't know if you have other siblings. You didn't really mention them, but yeah, your siblings, well, you do. Out of your siblings, you were the guy. You know what I'm saying? And that's where we're bringing it uh, to where we are right now. How hard was it to, you know, leave the mantle, uh, quote unquote, what you saw as your shadow, but as your dad's like, I'm passing this torch. He's like, well, before the torch gets there, there's a shadow. Um, but I, I, I'm curious, like, what kind of went through your mind when you um, started to separate yourself or individuate? Um, I think you kind of touched on it a little bit, but just for our viewers, like, I don't know if people come are coming from other businesses. Most of our viewers, I feel like, are starting their first business for the first time, but this is interesting to see, like, you have a multi-million dollar idea and then you went for something that you thought was great for yourself. Now that's different, you know? And I think- Absolutely. That's totally, that's that's kind of what we've spoken about with some of our other shows with the way that entrepreneurship is moving, the way that business is moving nowadays. I'm not saying everybody's on a passion project. Like you said, what if everybody did change the world? It'd be a whole, it'd be a different color every day, right? Absolutely. Uh, but I think um, a lot of it has to do with the fact that people are like tired of whatever it was before that made us money. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah, absolutely, hard work, absolutely. Just, just like whatever it is. So I'm curious, what made you think about community? What made you think this was a lucrative business? And kind of what some of the steps you did after kind of separating from what you had absolutely. already known so far? Yeah, I guess what to touch on the first part of like my community, sure, sure. my family, I was uh, like, super fortunate again talking to my parents a lot but i don't give like give my siblings uh i gotta give them some credit too i'm the oldest of three i have a, I'm oh, the oldest. Okay. I have a sister they, give credit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they honestly they get i gotta give them all the credit yeah, much no, as i like to think I not all fair but uh you know like they they were all one year apart so we're all super close but obviously the uh, oldest being like my father having a bit of an ego i thought i was like i was the take taking over the mantle i was going to be the guy all these things um it, you know, after this trip happened, I came back, I started to realize, you know, like, I look at my brother, and I think I know more because I'm two years older than him. But when I was his age, I thought my dad should know, expect me to know everything. So he should respect me. Why wouldn't I respect him when he's just right. like, you know, what I mean, it's all relative. Right. So I, when I was his age, I thought I knew it all. But now I'm saying he doesn't know anything. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> so in terms of the community, the one thing that actually being that person living in that, you know, under my dad's tutelage and shadow, kind of like you get this like little bit of, um, Imposter syndrome is not the word I'm looking for. Maybe like a Napoleon complex imposter syndrome. You kind of feel like you don't yeah, deserve to be I there. That. I mean, it's just yeah. weird. It's your dad. I mean, some people have this with their boss. He's kind of Absolutely. playing two roles in your life. But yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so you know, I look at him like I'm not there yet. I'm not ready. And then I got past that. 
but then I see my brother as well. And I, and I started to see the similar thing with him to me. And, and you know, we talked about it. And like what I saw with my dad, my, I think my brother had with myself. So, you know, seeing this stuff and, and before I could lead to go to cast, I started to see, you know what, maybe, you know, I had this thing with my dad and I realized it. Maybe my brother has it with me and like, I, you know, I should be more aware of this and make sure I don't impose that kind of thing. Cause it's not fair. I shouldn't be imposing on somebody's potential growth. And, you know, my, um, working with my siblings as well allowed me to kind of break those barriers. I see them every day. So we talk about this stuff and I started to notice like, Hey, my brother, like and my sister, they're, they're smarter than I am for sure. But my brother was very, is very pragmatic, um, where I'm more, a little more all over a little bit irrational at times, but I'm more like the, the vision guy, big spontaneous yeah, dream man. or whatever. He's more <laughs> like, this is how it should be. And, and very thorough. So I started to see this and I was like, you know, told my dad, I was like, maybe he should take more responsibility. Maybe he should step up. Yeah. So I got, you know, I had a good community around me that moving towards cast allowed me to take that leap because I started to see that, you know, it, it, even though I thought it was going to be me, it was bigger than me. This thing is, nice. you know, my dad built much bigger than me. doesn't matter if it's me or my sister or my brother who succeeds it. As long as somebody is doing it, doesn't have to be me. Like do I need the credit. No, like, why do I care? If it continues, my dad would be, my parents would be happy. It doesn't matter right. who did it or if all of us did want. it. Yeah. So to that point, like I had a strong community that allowed me to travel the world and, and, and grow as a human from a personal perspective. And now I have an amazing community around me that's allowing me to pursue this thing, which is mm -hmm. cast and try to, you know, try to change the world and all this stuff. And, and I can do it confidently and comfortably knowing that they're there, they have my back to let me go do it. And that they'll, you know, carry the weight, you know, maybe bear a little more of the work while I'm away, but they see it like, you know, George needs to do this and we need to do this. And, and, you know, we can work as a team to make sure that both can happen in, uh, you know, in, in succession, not mutually exclusive. So I'm very fortunate to have an amazing community. I, I know I talk to my parents a lot, but my siblings as well, um, that have allowed me to kind of be this entrepreneur mm -hmm. and leave that first posting that I had and move on to this new solo pro not really solo because with, with my team, but a solo thing for myself as, as growth separate from the family. Uh, so from that community perspective, I could not be more grateful, more thankful to have that uh, support system. Yeah, I, I got it. I'm, I'm, I guess to, to that point, I'm like, what, what changed? Like at that time, what, what are we talking about? 2019? I'm trying to tell you to go back. Yeah, to yeah. You know, like, where were you at? Where you're like, you know, so, I think it's awesome that your brother is pro more pragmatic because it sounds like you're just like, I might create another company tomorrow. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how I am. No joke. My biggest downfall was not. Yeah. So that's where you're asking about what changed yeah. in 2019 was not like my who I am as a person didn't change too much. I'm like when I got back from that trip 2018 to 2019, personally, I'm much the same. I think I gained a little self-awareness. I knew my flaws were still my flaws, but I was working at them. But the thing that changed most was that like I was still a dreamer. I still like a start a company today selling like wallpaper or something yeah, i'll right. do anything but my biggest thing was that i had all these dreams but i was never someone to act so i didn't pursue them i was and i think subconsciously it was my that that like oh i do what if i do fail will i be looked at differently because i had this persona this identity of being like i was running the business i think well and i knew what i was doing so i like i was this like entrepreneurial minded guy who learned from a young age okay well now if i do my own thing and i fail does that break down my identity that i thought i was now mm -hmm. i don't think i realizes at the time that's what I think it was now I but I always had this thing where I'd have these ideas and I never pursue them my two my two best friends were now my co-founders used to make fun of me they're like George if you pursued every idea you ever had they're all pretty good ideas you probably would have been a billionaire a couple times over like but the problem is you have a million <laughs> ideas and you never pursue any of them right right I'm the same so way. <laughs> yeah I have dude, I have like a notepad on my phone of like all of these ideas of things I could do and funny uh, before I tell you why I should have acted <laughs> Funny story, actually in 2017, before I went on this trip, 
I was uh, with one of my co-founders and my sister and her uh, husband. We were skiing in uh, or snowboarding in Jackson Hole. And I had this idea at the time because one of the things which we'll get to with cast is I hate the news, like the traditional news outlets. I just think it's becoming a lot of more opinion and op-ed rather than actual journalism. Yeah. Yeah. But I, even back then, it was frustrating me. So I said more than, more than negative press, and I know if it bleeds, it leads, but the negative news stories bother me. So I said to them, I was like, guys, what if there was a news network that was literally just good news all the time, just good news. And it, and it actually bought the domain, the good news corporation. I don't know if you guys know, I don't know if you guys know who John Krasinski is, but at yeah. the beginning of this pandemic, he started the good news on Instagram. So he actually started a same concept where he just shared good news. And my sister sent to me, she's like, look, see, if you actually executed your ideas, I wouldn't have been as famous as John Krasinski, but- You still have the domain. Same idea, same yep. idea. And he sold, he sold oh, that yeah. idea for a lot of money too. A lot, a lot oh, of money, mother. like 60, I think like 60 million bucks or something. Okay. Something yeah. crazy. No, that's but insane. I guess so helpful. It's fun. I love that your ideas are actually to help people too. Like, it's not like you're like one of those evil geniuses. Like, I just like made something to destroy everybody. <laughs> Let me share it. No, um, yeah, I appreciate but, that. I think that's that, a great platform. That sounds really awesome. That, yeah, to that point where like I was getting at that is what changed in 2019 is I realized like the biggest thing I realized about my identity is that I used to be someone who told people who he was and like would, would talk and say i am this or i am that mm -hmm. i didn't show people at the end of the day you're you are what you do and you are what you how you act right you're not what you say everybody wants to tell you they're philosophical you know, ethical and green and they you know they care about people they're empathetic but what people really do and what shows is what you are no matter what you say you can tell people the smartest guy in the world or the mm -hmm. dumbest guy in the world but if you act the opposite like that's what they're going to believe so i uh i had a boxing coach and, and she always said this one word that's always stuck with the saying that stuck with me. And she says, don't talk about it, be about it. More applies to boxing, but that stuck with me in life. And in 2019, it's why we started, like I said, our, our podcast with my, my best friend, who's now my co-founder. Um, but I just realized, I'm like, what does it matter? Like, if you want to do something, you think you have a good idea and it, it's reasonable, you're not going to blow all your money, whatever. Like, just pursue it. Like, what's the worst that happens? You fail? Great. You, you, like, I'm young. Pursue something else. Try something else. But it's better to try and fail than to just sit and think, what if, what if, and you become one of those old miserable guys that sits at the cafe when he's in his fifties and sixties telling his grandkids, Oh, I had the idea for Facebook or I had an idea for the good news network. The good news, right? <laughs> right? Like what's the worst that happens? And that's what changed for me leading yeah. up the cast. I was like, I'm just going to do it. Like who's going to stop me? I have a community, a family behind me who's letting, allowing me the luxury of doing these things for a short time. If I keep failing, they might, give me some shit, but uh, that's what it was. That's what changed. I just said, I'm just going to start doing stuff. I'm going to start putting my money where my mouth is metaphorically speaking and put, you know, my just act one foot in front of the other and just move and move forward. Like just, you don't have to have a big grand plan progress every day, incrementally better 1%. It compounds and just work. And that's it. Yeah, that's, man. that's what changed. That's awesome. That's so, that's so on point. <laughs> that's like, that's more your entrepreneurial spirit than anything. Um, it's almost like that was the time you became an entrepreneur. Like you grew up under an entrepreneur and you learn the other aspects of the business of like management and discipline. And that's usually the hardest part for the entrepreneur, but the true person, the true entrepreneur inside is kind of this wild untamed thing. Like I know a lot of people that just start companies like they're successful now, but they cannot stay in those companies. They'll start them and they go somewhere else, you know, cause yeah. that's what they do. That's what they're good at. And there's other people that are really great at organization and can grow your company into something phenomenal. So I, I think everyone plays a different role. And I think it was so beautiful that you found your space and your role. And it wasn't, you, you play the role that was given to you and then you 
kind of created your own identity after that. I think that's super dope. So Appreciate what, that. let's talk about cast, man. Like what, sure. what's the deal? Like what makes it different? Like, why should people be on the platform? Let me know, man. Give me All the- right. <laughs> I'll give you the elevator pitch. So yeah. I'll give you like the more generic one. I've rehearsed obviously a hundred times. I hope I don't mess it up. We're essentially, so like our mission at cast is we want to create a safe space online to have more people sharing their honest opinions. And we want to give an instant snapshot of what the world really thinks on any given topic. Essentially, we're trying to turn bystanders, like passive bystanders, into active participants. Now, what this means from a very basic level is there's a problem, there's a lot of problems with social media as a whole, but there's a lot of problems with that people don't actively engage. There's a metric on social media they call them monthly active users. But in fact, to be active, you have to, I view it and my team, you have to view it as like you're actively participating, like be part of the conversation. People don't do that. There's too many barriers today to sharing your opinion. And we'll use, let's say, Twitter, Reddit, those kind of platforms, more the conversational platforms because that's what the space we're in. People don't share their content, whether it's fear of judgment, social anxiety, social pressures, broad term is cancel culture or, you know, whatever it might be. People rather just say passive and say, why am I going to engage in a shouting match? Or am I, like, I believe this, they believe that. There's no common ground. There's no point of this. So people just like scroll. It's like that infinite scrolling and they become, again, passive bystanders. They become consumers rather than, than participants. Why we, why we see this as a problem is the news, traditional media and news outlets are so closely tied to social media these days. Like they're kind of interchangeable, right? People get their news um, from social media, but then the media relies on social media to get a pulse of what people are saying. But the problem is if you only have a small subset of users actually sharing their opinion, you can't be sharing objective truth and objective fact. It's it's a small, it's just like a, a loud minority speaking for the silent majority on any topic. This is not political. It's everything. Politics, social matters, sports. It, it doesn't matter what it is. But people aren't, aren't talking and not conversing. So if the media, let's say, relies on Twitter for to be a news source. You're not getting the whole the whole picture, right? People are saying, I'm not going to share my opinion. I'm with the majority. I don't even need to engage. Or I'm with the minority. I'm going to get shouted down for being a bit contrarian. Again, there's there's certain things between like really terrible opinions that should not, like people shouldn't be able to say whatever they want. But more people should have the ability to participate more effortlessly. I hope I didn't confuse anybody who's listening with this jargon. But we want to just make it effortless and break down all the barriers to let more people share their opinion. Because at the end of the day as well, everybody's opinion is equal. It doesn't matter if you're a billionaire or you live in a slums. It doesn't matter if you're Asian, white, black. It doesn't matter if male, female. It doesn't matter what you came up with. Everybody is part of a Democrat, I mean, North America, democratic society. Why is anyone's opinion carry more weight? Why is a celebrity with more followers have more opinion and more, more leverage than somebody who's an average on the street? We all have one vote when it comes to changing things in, in the real world. So the online should be no different. So everyone should be able to share their, their opinion and their vote and everyone should be able to engage in the conversation kind of effortlessly and, and see what the world really thinks. So all in all, that's when we created cast and it's a social voting platform. So it's a place where you can share your opinion. You can vote on any topic, any question, any poll, anything created by the users and you do it anonymously. So you create this a profile of yourself and you share your opinion anonymously because they that solves the problem breaking down the barriers, but it also doesn't uh, doesn't leave a lot of friction points that can lead to these bad things. So someone can ask a question, you don't have to kind of come up with the confidence or you don't have to be well spoken to, to write out this content, like you don't have to curate a tweet. You can see so what someone else is posting, but you can engage with it, uh, if that makes sense. I think I'm on, getting a little bit on a tangent here, but yeah, all in all, we're just trying to be an objective source of like what the public thinks on anything, like literally any topic in, in the history of mankind. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we're trying to solve here. So I, I do have two things real quick. 
Um, one thing is kind of a question. So anyone on the app, I've, I did, I have downloaded it and I've looked at it a little bit. Um, and so basically um, anyone on the app can put something out there and basically ask for opinions. Exactly. So what yeah. all the content is usually generated. So let's say, again, let's take something easy, you know, is, is one of the most contested topics in the app, weirdly enough, is people ask, is a hot dog a sandwich? Stupid question. But but like, is it a sandwich? It's between two buns. It, it's like it's tagging meat between two buns. It could be a sandwich, but people are like really polarized about this. So somebody can ask that. And when you ask a question, your username will be attached to it because we don't want people uh, blindly posting like, you know, hate, hurtful or hateful stuff. So mm -hmm. anything that's user generated, but content wise, we'll have your username attached to it because we want people to be curious. Like we want you to own your curiosity, but also don't be, uh, we want to have some recourse. We want people to be crazy posting it without any repercussions. Mm -hmm. uh, but when, again, you vote on it, you can share your opinion in a passive effortless way. So our, our active, our active users are in fact active. They actually engage in the conversation. Even if it's in a passive way, just click a button and move on. They're still sharing some input. The value proposition back that we get is we give uh, demographic data back. So we're trying to be a more transparent source of truth as well, where when you see the vote, you don't see one side. So, you know, Caleb might think a hot dog's a sandwich. Tarek might think it's not. We're going to show you what everybody thinks. I'm not going to just only show you the people that think it's a sandwich and you, the people that don't think it's a sandwich. I'm going to show you both the same picture, the same thing. So you get the objective fact and we're all mm -hmm. seeing the same worldview and you can formulate your own opinions based on that and see, I associate with these people. I associate with these people. These ones are crazy. These ones are rational and so forth so that's what we're trying to do just create an objective source that's of truth as best possible yeah i really truly love that man you guys check that out how can they download it really quickly so if you want to download cast you can just go to joincast.co it's our website joincast.co and you'll see on the website uh, just the download links to for android and ios you can also go to the app store and play store and search cast it's a white icon with a purple c it should be the second or third from the top we're not the biggest Facebook and all them yet, so we're not right up there, but we're getting there. So, but yeah, we're, we're live on iOS and Android and, and uh, soon to be the web. And we launched two months ago, like started development mm -hmm. over, uh, but from September onwards, we launched our beta in January, we went live on the app, excuse me, at the app store in April. And we've just been growing ever since, just trying to create a place that allows for, for more discourse and healthy conversations. That's great. Yeah, that's really dope. Yeah. I, um, I think uh, it's, it's, it sounds like a lot of different things together which is super dope um so it'll definitely have the people active on it so the more you guys download the better yeah of course sure. um i did have a question but caleb did you have one? Oh, i uh, if you want to go tark you, you told me sure. yeah i, I okay. thought you were saying something i'm sorry i i was it was about the app kind of i honestly have been dealing with this myself i mean kind of pre pre uh trump fake news and all this other stuff i used to follow this uh website called all sides Shout out to those guys. We are not sponsored by them. Um, but they, it's, it shows every politically. It actually shows left, uh, center, middle, or, I mean, center or right winged or whatever. And it's kind of just polarizes it. So to have it as a social media perspective, I just, that's, that's something brilliant, man. I mean, this, people are having tons of ideas about social presence. But the, the main thing that I did, a, I did some research on was the algorithms. And that's kind of like how... I think that's kind of what you're targeting. And this is something that they are actually going through anti, you know, all this lawsuits for this, mm -hmm. you know, selling people's data and using algorithms to, you know, connect to your dopamine. I, I saw this crazy documentary. I forgot what it was called, uh, Caleb. I think Social was called, Dilemma? Yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. 
crazy. There's something to it. I, I get it. Like we're all addicted to the social currency. We're addicted to the fact that people like us. It's just it happens. It's natural. But uh, to have an to have an app that's like uh, the algorithm is more about the conversation and not about connecting you to more people that would be better users. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's it means more because you're having much more. Um, interesting dialogue. I have heard that this is what's happened with the world. There's a full polarization on every topic. You know, either now that now that like some people have determined, oh, these are the guys that don't believe hot dogs a sandwich. Those are the only people I'm going to talk to for the rest of my life. It's like, yeah. what? How does that work? You know. So it's hard. It's hard on social media. I mean, even even from a news perspective, some people have told me. Um, I, I don't even remember, know if we should repeat this on the platform, but Bill Cosby was going to buy uh, some NBC or something. I don't know if it's true. You guys can look it up on your own. But it's just like, this is, again, this is like one of these things where the news travels in a certain circuit of people that love to talk about the same thing. And there's no fact checks. There's no in-between. Yeah. And then there's a whole polarizing side. They're like, you guys are crazy. And they're not checking either. So it's like, what are we yeah, doing? Yeah. You know? So... I, I do appreciate that. I think it. I think it's helpful to have very good community. Um, that's yeah. why we opened our Discord so people can just talk. Because at the end of the day, that's what we're here for. We're here to foster a true community. Actually, has a lot of different parts. It's not going to be as utilitarian or pragmatic as we want it to be, or utopian. Yeah. You know. So. Well, one of the one of the interesting things too, like to stay on the topic of community building as well, is like, <clears throat> at, you know, back to the point you said. You know, it's like people gravitate to where they gravitate they're kind of isolated with this because you know they identify now with this group and, and that's really interesting because it, it's true we are becoming so polarized like everybody has an identity but also everyone has like this tribe now like i identify with this tribe so if you're not with us you're against us which is so i would have swore but it's backwards i don't want to get too crazy like it makes me really upset that you know the problem you know everyone should have an identity but you shouldn't be so married to your identity that this is what defines you like everyone changes you should want I, i'm grateful that my identity from 10 years ago is not my identity today like most of my friends would hate me i think like i exactly. everything I, I valued then i don't i mean not everything i still like a lot of stuff that i like but people shouldn't be married to their ideas like honestly like ideas mm-hmm. i feel like they're like you just have so many why be married to it? you should want That's the to guy be- who just crumpled up a new billion dollar idea yeah. <laughs> you know like yeah they need to be different you should evolve you should find ways like i wish more people look for ways to be wrong and and i say i do this a lot i obviously don't like everyone wants to be right at times so i'm not the perfect example of it but it's and that's why we built the platform too is like that to we don't serve you like this is your tribe so we're going to send you this information or or, this is your tribe so we're going to show you stuff like that they relate to no we're going to show you everything not in hopes of making people angry, but just painting a picture of like, okay, maybe I see the world this way, but oh, wow, like a million people voted this way. I Maybe I don't identify the way I thought I did, or I'm a male, I thought all males thought this, but in fact, they think this, like, oh, maybe I need to reevaluate what how I look at things. Or maybe they are wrong. They see it the way that I think is wrong and for these reasons, but people should be more open-minded. And when you talk about community building, like one of the best ways to build a strong community is like promote, be curious, be open-minded, you know, just like want to see other people's perspectives as well. Like try to see what everyone else sees, or I understand why they see it the way they see it. Not always just like, I see it this way. Everyone has to see it this way or they're wrong. You might be the one that's wrong, respectfully. Like, so that's what we're trying to do as well with this, with what we're building a cast. We're trying to cultivate this a curious community, people who want to go to a place to ask questions, not tell you, like, even though we're sharing our opinions, like the content is around asking a question, trying to solicit feedback from people. Like, what do the masses think about this topic? 
whether you're going to agree with it or disagree with it is, is your prerogative and up to you. We're not telling you have to agree or, they, or that the data is 100% uh, the right answer because it's you're just putting something out to the masses. The masses can be wrong at times. And we've seen that they've been at times and in various circumstances, but we want to cultivate this curious community where it's like, you know, ask a question, be more open-minded, see the data. Okay. Understand why people think this way. It's also why we break it down further. We show the data. So we show you not just how the vote breaks down like an Instagram poll, let's say we break it down by age demographics, gender demographics, location demographics. So we are trying to say, we're not harboring your data and selling it. We want to create a place to give the user back something. So we're all we're asking is share your vote. You have a God given right to vote. So, Share your vote, share your opinion. We'll give you information back. Like that's, we don't want to be the one that's to give us all your information. We're going to go sell it and make money. No, like we're going to create this transparent platform. So hopefully down the road, it can be an undisputable objective truth of what like the masses think. Not saying it's scientific fact, but let's see what everybody really thinks. You know, I'm going to use an example and I, I don't get political, but um, it's interesting because like you have a polling, you have an industry that's wrapped around polling and like serving and understanding who's going to win political races. 2016, the US polling industry like was off by a landslide and, and Trump did win. 2020, they said he wasn't going to win again. He's going to get blown out. I mean, he lost, but it didn't look like a blow early. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but how can you be so wrong, right? Like, who are you asking? And the thing is, are you are you serving people that maybe don't want to associate, don't want to tell you that they're going to vote this way? Maybe they, maybe they don't feel confident sharing that. Maybe the social, whatever the pressures are, the reasons are, we don't know. But there needs to be a better tool, a better mechanism to let people freely express themselves and see what everyone else thinks, right? Like you need to have this place that's transparent, objective, not this CNN says 60% against Trump, Fox says 60% for him, that's 120%. It doesn't add up. I'm not a mathematician, but that doesn't add up, right? So let's bring it back to the source and let, let's use it as a tool. And that's all we're trying to do is just create a place that's more honest and more authentic. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, and I think I think that's where we're going, man. I think hopefully we're, what's your platform or what, what's going on, we're kind of moving forward to this much more general consensus is like <clears throat> sometimes here's my joke i always bring in a little joke <laughs> where it's super serious but let me preface this one um uh it reminds me of when people uh get weird answers on family feud i'm like who did you guys interview for this like you know it's like whose family did you interview to get this answer um but i do think that the power of information especially if it's in terms of politics or influencing people's daily lives, it it's so crucial and it's used in a way that can kind of change. I mean, if you look at certain things in China and nothing against the political things there, but just their policies, they don't do any Facebook, they don't do any of the other things. Uh, they have like Weibo and like other other chat forms in their own spaces, but they don't do YouTube. They don't you know they don't really have like yeah yeah the, the information is curtailed for a reason politically. And I do think that whether it's CNN or whatever it is, that if we do a survey and we do the right amount of people, we can mask this as objective truth. It can sway to either way. So if I want to make sure that Trump doesn't win, I interview the population, aka the survey, and then these guys are all liberals before I interviewed them. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this hundred percent of votes say Trump sucks, but it's like it was two people that voted. <laughs> you know, you're Absolutely. not going to play with me with numbers and percentages. So. I do think that that's probably why it's gone the way it has. I think it is a little separate from why information goes the way it does in social media. And I think that's, I'm glad you tackled that and it wasn't like 
I'm going to be a politician. <laughs> That's a whole nother can of worms. <laughs> but I do. I, think... I could not do that. I, could not. <laughs> I can't. Smiling and lying to people is one thing that I will not. I could not do. I'll tell you. Yeah, I, I would be a terrible politician because I would just tell people the truth and they would hate me for it. Like yeah. I, I, the, the charade. Yeah, they're coming for you. Man. They're going to come yeah. for you. Uh, but I, I see that as like I do think that social media is creating a bit of a real voice or whatever. I mean, you think about the George Floyd cases. You think about everything that's happened along these past couple of two, three years, it's because the Gen Z's can't keep their mouth shut and they don't mind saying stuff. And I appreciate that. And that candor that you're bringing into the real world with your product, is it's amazing, man. It's, it's gonna really help a lot of people, I feel like, because these absolutes that you said, like all men feel like this and all women feel like this, it's just not true. And yeah. some people walk around with these absolute truths and it can destroy them inside. But if you just Absolutely. have this app where it's like, hey, look, Here's the survey of people that think like you or not. You can kind of come to terms with some things a lot better. I mean, some of our parents will tell us absolute truths that aren't true, that they've Absolutely. known for a while, you know? Santa so Claus. I think, you're, I think your product, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think your product is amazing. You guys definitely have to check it out. Uh, I think we're hitting where? 50 mark. I'm not really paying attention. But, you know, definitely check out his products. Um, are you doing, oh, that's my other quick question. So how do you feel, um, what would you give to our our, our, um, our consumers and stuff that are interested in like, you know, talking to people in a normal way? Because social media has kind of gotten us in the space where like this is the only place we can communicate. What is some of your advice with getting to know people and community building um, from through your platform or through other things? How to how to talk to people really? That's, Absolutely. You're like you said, I'm the wrong one to ask, but uh, I think your opinion would be great to hear. It. I I appreciate that. Thank you, Tarek. I um, you know I. Funny enough, like I, I think I'm a pretty decent socializer and talker these, but I was never always like that. I always like to talk, but I was never good at talking with people. I was good at talking to people. Um, and I think that's one thing I, I'm maybe not telling you something you guys know, because you know, oftentimes people don't we don't realize that we're not actually talking with people, we're actually talking to them. We want to tell them like what we know and what we think and that they should believe us, whether we try to or not, it just it comes out subconsciously or consciously. Um and through us, me and my co-founder having a podcast, it's make you really have to sit and listen to what somebody is saying because you can always tell when somebody has an answer premeditated. They're not really caring what you're saying. They just kind of say what they're going to say anyways and has no relevance. Really stopping to listen to somebody is super important. It's really it's a hard thing to do, even for myself still. But you know, the biggest thing I think in terms of like community building and even like building your identity and then breaking down the walls that you think you are and first and foremost you shouldn't care what what your i guess what your over identity is they shouldn't be so married to it like be flexible be fluid like evolve things change science changes science is like disprovable until a certain point and that evolves over time you shouldn't be married to these ideas that you have in your head they come and go i can promise you that i should know but kind of community building honestly that's another thing with the app that we build we did it to solve these problems but we're also confident that these problems don't like they, we know they exist, but we know that the world is a good place. They, the, the media and social media make it seem like we're so polarized and divided. Yes, they, they, I'm sure we are in certain regards, and, and it is that way. But there's good in everybody. You got to remember that person you're fighting with, that person you're arguing with, that person you think is stupid or doesn't know anything or is politically opposed to you, they're still a human being. They're still someone's father, someone's son, someone's daughter. Like they're, they're still a human. And if you take that all away, everyone still has some good in them, and there's still something you, you can agree with or relate to. And to bring this all back, like to bring it to like a uh, something that I learned in my travels, a full circle that hopefully this helps people. 
the farther you get away from your home, the more you find a way to relate to people. You often don't realize it's like, you'll walk down the street, you'll see a guy, I'll see a guy from Toronto, I look at him like, oh, that guy looks kind of funny. Like, I don't, I don't like that guy. Take that same guy, put myself alone in, let's say like Southern Africa or India, put that same guy there. I guarantee you I'll be his best friend because like, oh, you're from Toronto? I'm from Toronto too. You have one, that's the only thing you have in common and you become best friends. And like people, you don't realize that day to day you walk by people on the street, you see people on social media and you just think that they're your op enemy. They're not like, and the farther you get from your home and your comfort zone, you realize how much you wish, like you cling to those people and you want them to be part of your community. You want to be there as like your support system. And then we get to our little bubbles and it's like, everyone's the enemy. Screw that. Like everyone should be, be more open-minded, man. Be more like, mm-hmm. you know, the average guy on the street, the person you're talking to on social media is probably not a bad person. So try to put yourself in their shoes, understand from their perspective and, and that sort of thing. I hope that makes sense, but it's kind of my, uh, totally. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> yeah. It makes a lot of sense. I, I, uh, you know, I would like to take just a, a quick step back real quick. Everything you've said from the creation of, of cast from what the whole platform is about and what you try to give to your your subscribers and everyone that is on there, your users and and just what you were talking about here. Um, I mean, you've hit the nail on the head and I have to say you're very well spoken and it, it is so obvious that you have come a long way, right? Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, I, I listen, I feel bad to you. I can talk forever and I know we're kind of pushing no. up that, that time, which I don't want to, I don't want to run too long with you guys, but I mean, guys, like it's, uh, it's been a pleasure and, and I also love what you're doing. Like talking about identity, I think is super important. And, um, it's good that you're opening those conversations up, letting people like myself just come and talk for a bit, but, um, you know, big fan. I will be, I'll be tuning in more and, and making sure that I uh, recommend it to all, all my friends. Cause I, you guys have great energy. This has been a lot of fun. Really. Oh, I, I, I feel like I, I feel like I learned something too. I've been talking Like, I don't know. We spoke about it a little bit before, but you know, like you can read something on somebody's bio. You're like, Oh, George, the app developer. And it's just <laughs> never is what we think when we meet the people, I'll be honest. And we always end up learning something way more than we thought. So I appreciate yep. that. I mean, that's kind of what we're here for. We're, we're all just doing something together, <laughs> trying to figure out more about ourselves. Um, I, uh, I do have one last thing to add. Yeah, sure, sure. We, uh, we're actually, I know you guys in New York and I think Illinois, wherever you, you guys said, we're actually doing the road trips, uh, road trip in September. We're kind of in this big go-to-market strategy with a bunch of universities uh, for cast. We're renting a big RV and wrapping it purple in our company colors with the logo on it. We'll be driving from Toronto down to basically ending in Florida uh, and possibly into Texas. But we'll be driving through probably Illinois, New York City. I think we're going to be there during Labor Day weekend, just like meeting users, down, getting downloads, all that sort of stuff. So I'll make sure I, uh, I hit you guys both up. And if you're around to meet the team and everything, oh, yeah. grab, grab a drink or something and catch up. Oh, yeah, man. Definitely, Definitely. love to come to your morning launch parties. That'd be awesome. awesome. Um the other note I was going to say, everyone, definitely check out his podcast as well. Uh, I don't know if we have that. Do we have that link there? But definitely check out his podcast as well. He's going to be chatting there a couple of times, unless he's going to be super busy on the road. But <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely check that out as well. And just check up what the new things that he's doing. And on his dad's company, because we just speak about his dad's company as well. <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. Appreciate yeah, it. Well, yeah, it, it really has been uh, such an honor to have you here, George. Thank you for everything. And and, and I, again, to reiterate, you you are very well spoken. The platform you've created is is amazing. Like I said, I've checked it out a little bit, um, and it, it's it's just really cool to see. So, and, and and I say cool for a reason because it's cool to see something like this, right? There are 
there are people that really try to push this way, but it never really happens, right? There's the whole thing kind of goes with identity and success is like also being able to finish it, finalize it, right? And uh, it's happening, you know, and here you are, you're now in the stage where it's like, okay, we're putting it out there. We're trying to get people on it. And, and I tell you, like, this is something that is exactly what we need right now. 2020 was a crapshoot year. Let's be honest, right? It, it was rough for everyone across the globe. It was the first time in our lives that all of humanity was able to relate to each other in some way, right? Absolutely. That's and, and that's really important. That's really important. And so this, this platform, even though it isn't necessarily about COVID, it has stuff to do with you know, it has stuff to do with life and everything that's going on. So I could say, you know, I could put out something that maybe has something to do with COVID on this platform, but I could also do something that has something completely opposite of COVID on this platform as well. And it's Absolutely. so important. So Absolutely. thank you. Thank you for, for doing this, you and your team, for creating something that is truly just awesome. And we, I know Tark and I, we're going to, we're going to, you know, start getting on this app. We're going to check things out. Let us know if you're ever in town and Absolutely. definitely um, I also, thank you for, for coming on the also, show. Also, I think you, uh, you guys can grab your usernames. I don't think there's a Caleb or a Tark on the platform with the, the first name username. So you can grab those, uh, those handles. I think they should be available. Yes, doing it now. <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> awesome. Well, well, thanks so much, George. It's, it's 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 it really has been great to have you. But of course, you've been listening and watching the Identity Podcast presented to you by Find Your ID NYC. Don't forget to subscribe to our Patreon page and join our Discord page. Of course, those links are in our link tree, which you can find on all of our social media bios, and you can find that online as well. Don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms at the Identity Podcast. Check us out on all streaming platforms, twenty four seven, three hundred and sixty five days a year. That's right, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, the Identity Podcast. And of course, check us out every single Wednesday at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time as we go live or we show our pre-recorded episodes and we just play, we, you know, we just have some fun and we discover identity, right? That's what we're all about. Well, I am one of your co-hosts, Caleb, along with my fellow and lovely co-host, Tark. It's great to be here every single week with him. Uh, we've got some exciting stuff coming up, so stay tuned for some big updates and thank you again, George, for coming on the show. It's been great. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Well, here we are at the end. We will catch you next week for another episode as we gear up towards August, our one-year anniversary of the Identity mm -hmm. Podcast. We're so grateful. We'll catch you then. Everyone, stay safe, stay groovy. See you later. <laughs>